Ice is your boy here, Leader Johnson. We're going to talk more about this Penn State radio. Listen, Penn State is exciting. I got a lot to talk about. Some recruiting news, some commitments, some visits. Everything's going down. But first, let's talk about the Sean Clifford effect, which is big. Quarterback moving forward. Sean Clifford is a beast. He's been one of the best quarterbacks in the nation since he came in. And I think it's rightfully said that people forgot about how good he is. I mean, this guy can play quarterback. Penn State has a quarterback. Forget talking about what Idaho is. Nobody rips people apart the way he did, period. Idaho plays tough. Idaho plays tough. All right? They play tough. And when you look at just how good Sean Clifford played in that game, it's the reason why I say he reminds me of Steve Young. He has the arm, mobility. He reminds me of Steve Young. And he's going to win some games this year. This isn't the – you're going to see I – I can't wait to see Michigan State, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers, all these guys get a chance at Penn State and see what Clifford does. Because this team has the potential to be a real big team. I mean, at number five, people are like, number five? Well, they beat a team with 79 points in their Penn State. When you see Penn State score 79 points, it's not like any other programs, like Alabama, it's like a Georgia. People forget the dignity and the pride and strength of Penn State and just how good of a program they are. They're a big program. And when you have a convincing win like that with the recruits you have, you just don't got no any other players, you know, because another program scored 79 points this past. Another Big Ten team, Merlin. When you look at Penn State doing it, it's a whole other level. For one, let's talk about Sean Clifford. He had 280 yards, and he had 12.2 yards per throw for one. He was he was throwing basically first down passes every time he was throwing the ball, and he had two touchdowns. He came in there, he started out a little shaky, and he showed you why he's Sean Clifford, why he's going to be a leader for this team. You see Will Levi, he come in. Sean Clifford, for one, was 14 for 23. Will Levi was 11 for 14, and he had a touchdown. That's just showing you, and when you see where he is, you see why they chose. This right here told you why Clifford and why Levi was chosen, which one was chosen. Levi's a strong quarterback, strong arm, hard to knock down. I think he's going to be a guy, you look at this, going to definitely challenge for that next quarterback slot. But there's guys like Michael Johnson Jr. and Taquan Robeson in that whole mix, so this is going to be such a good quarterback room. I mean, really, I really think, in that quarterback room, I'm glad to talk about who I think could take it. It's Michael Johnson Jr. I just think he's just a better quarterback out of the three. But I could be proven wrong. We'll see because they're all talented. So we'll see what's going to happen. Now, a running back. When you look at the fact that also Clifford had 57 yards rushing, let's look at the fact that Devin Ford, a guy who was hurt, comes in. Now, I know most of his yards came off an 81-yard strike. But he had an 81-yard burst. This just shows you, he's on the depth chart. You got Slade, Brown, Noah Kane. Devin Ford was number four. No one knew he was going to be this ready. And to get an 81-yard touchdown, they just let Devin Ford go ahead and get that 100 yards. They're like, let him go ahead and go in there. Like, that's big for Devin Ford to come in and the, and the confidence and for his resume to come in on his first game. A guy that was 
people all oh, Virginia to everybody like he wouldn't go there. Everybody was saying he wouldn't go to Penn State. This is one guy I told you people he was gonna be in Penn State. Any Penn State fans know they mess with Leah Johnson. I was saying he was gonna be Penn State before people even thought, and he was Penn State. And now this man has a hundred yard game. I got an interview with the guy. The guy is a beast. He's one of the next stars out of Penn State, and he is a first round type NFL back. I say first to fourth round. Depends on how deep the draft is. All right? He's the type of guy that can really be a beast and can start for teams. Really like Devin Ford. Now, let's talk about Johnny Brown. Devin rushed 38 yards, set the tone, two touchdowns. Exploded for a touchdown. 20 plus yard touchdown. I mean, y'all can, people, people just don't know football. Stars are rankings. I mean, you go to a certain high school, you're around certain people, the right people that can rank you. Johnny Brown, you know, they've already, you look at guys explained, they already go to a certain ladder. So when you see a guy like Brown that's not in the same area that's being rated, you're going to give him a three-star rating. That just lets you know how good he was. I mean, they had to rate this guy there. Somebody saw something amazing but felt like he wasn't in the right criteria to be a five-star. It's all opinions. Realistically, you're looking at the most explosive back on this team. It's Johnny Brown. I mean, combination-wise, power and speed. But that's taking nothing away from Ricky Slade, who also scored a touchdown. Because he's going to have the stuff he did last year. Ricky Slade, explosive, all-purpose back. He can dominate a game. He can change a game, Ricky Slade. So what does that tell you? Noah Kane, 44 yards. Nick Erie, 44 yards. What does this tell you about the depth of Penn State? They haven't brought out C.J. Holmes yet. There hasn't been, you know what I mean? So, this just tells you what they can do with their rushing attack. When Noah came forward, let's take out Nick Erie. That was total monkey wrench. Before Kane and Slade were all highly talented out of high school, right? Then you look at Brown, as big as he is, the myth is real. This guy's as explosive as any of them, but he's a three-star. And you look at his numbers, you see why Penn State went after him after they couldn't get Swift. I mean, it's just totally proven that you're looking at guys like Journey Brown. This guy can just can turn the game to a whole other level. You got four game-changing backs. Kane, he's going to work hard. You're going to be hard to hit. Tough runner. Emmitt Smith type runner. Devin Ford, I mean, you're looking at a Damian Thomason type of runner. Can really burst, get out there, get past you. Ricky Slade, we talking about Marshall Falk type of guy. Journey Brown, I mean, what can you what, what can you say about Journey Brown? You talking about a guy that can flat out run with speed and power. I mean, nothing comes to mind automatically seeing this guy run yet. But man, I mean, Penn State has it. And he's looking at the the blockers, looking at Desmond Holmes, good job. Rasheed Walker, uh, Michael Manet, all those guys. C.J. Thorpe, they did the. A beastly job. You saw the great talent. We're just talking about good blocks. Uh, Will Fry, Steve Gonzo. I mean, these guys did great jobs. The offensive line is elite. Not yet. I mean, see, the offensive line, I'm going to have to take that back to, to give. I, I think they're elite. But the proven factor, we need bigger games for the offensive line. I think these running backs will always be able to make cuts and do their thing, but it's time for them to go against bigger defenses. This wasn't a great defense to go against for the offensive line. And 
and also you also see how dominant they were. It shows you how elite of a team this this is. I mean, elite of an offensive line this is. These guys were pretty high. These guys are good, and this shows it. Rasheed Walker, good block. I mean, it was great blocks all through the game. So now we want to see them go against big time defenses. All right. Justin Shorter and um, K.J. Hamler were just as advertised. I mean, I saw enough plays from Justin Shorter to know, man, this guy is going to have a chance to really kick it out. K.J. Hamler and Clifford have a great chemistry, so you can, you're going to get used to K.J. Hamler and Clifford being this great connection, this great dynamic connection. They're going to get used to that. That, that. This is the one-two right here. They are best friends. They're going to get used to each other. Justin Shorter, whew. Just wait till he gets open and starts doing things with the football. Jahan Dotson, you have not seen him yet turn into that demon. This is the underrated part. The receivers really didn't get off as much as the running backs, and that's scary. We're talking about Pratt Freeman, Zach Coons. You still got Nick Bowers out there, who's healthy now. Brent Strange caught a touchdown. He's dangerous. To see him get out there and catch a touchdown when you can still throw the third and fourth guys in there, you know, second and third string guys and fourth, and these guys contribute to scare everybody. And they're not just regular recruits. They were highly touted recruits, and they produced. These aren't just guys that just got in there, had two stars, and are in Division One programs, and guys that had no stars and just did something. Like Nick Geary, I can see people saying something about Nick Geary. Oh, this was too – no, but when recruits – do what they're supposed to do against guys like this. Top recruits, you should be scared. Sorry, you should be scared. I mean, this was big um, in a big way. When you talk about this offense, you do nothing but love this offense. And um, just seeing what happens, how they're out there. Just seeing that Penn State still has so many different weapons. The fact that you're in the goal line, you got a guy 6'5 and up, Justin Shorter. And Zach Koontz can go to 6'7. You can go you know, to Pratt Free. You know, you can go to... Um, Bowers is a tall guy, tall receiver. Um, you, got, you can go to Daniel George, tall receiver. You can go to Mac Hippenhammer. He has some size and length. You go to these guys that can play. Cameron Sullivan Brown's going to get the ball this year. This this whole receiving corpse is going to really turn something. Like, this offense, you look at this defense, and you look at the fact that um, Ellis Brooks and Brandon Smith all impacted. Jesse Lucetta all impacted. Daniel Joseph, once again, it's like he's the forgotten high recruit, four-star beast coming out of high school, definite beast. People forget about Had another set, Shaq uh, um, Look at uh, what Matos had. You know, look at what, what he had. Matos had two and a half sacks in the first half. You could just easily sit him down. They weren't worried about Slade. I mean, they want everybody to eat. Once it was a blowout, why let Slade's going to get plenty of time to be this dynamic force? Why not give everybody else a chance? Why is the spanking going on 52 0 in the first half? And they did that. Do you realize that they just basically 25, um, what's it, 27 to 7 in the second half? This was like the second, third, and fourth string guy. This is why this looks big when when you break a team down like this is a Division One Idaho. No matter what their record is, the Division One Idaho. There's no way in the world as a program, seventy nine points. And then you look at how highly titled these guys are. That's why everybody recruited did their job. 
This wasn't like a team that didn't have that type. They beat another team. It's like, oh, 79 points. And these are guys that, that weren't ready that high and it just happened. No, these are guys who do what they're supposed to do. It's just scare a lot of top teams that their guys are producing like that. Ellis Brooks and um, Lucetta. You look at um, P.J. Musterville with second in tackles. You look at Antonio Shelton. You know what he did. You look at what John Reed did. D.J. Brown made a play on the ball. Keaton Ellis made a play on the ball. Like, these guys put in people, and they were just ready. It wasn't just they were just making plays. They were ready. They were coming there amped up. They were mad they didn't get a shutout. It almost happened. 7-9-0 would have been ridiculous. Number five. And it's crazy. You put Penn State at number five. Now, this is the big thing, Penn State. You're in a great position to get the, 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 the – you can stay here. You can stay within the top ten if you don't get no lower than number eight. If you stay in the top ten, period, you can somehow get into that championship, college football playoffs. And you're at number five now. If Penn State can keep on winning and staying at number five, Penn State's looking big. And you got Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State every year. There are the creme de la creme teams that you got to beat. Then you got hungry other teams. And Penn, Big Ten always got other hungry teams that are trying to do their thing. But Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State are the three games on the calendar that Penn State has to go for. And you got, like I say, Rutgers is trying to come. You know, you got them trying to come right in behind and get you. If Penn State goes into their by 3 and no, it looks good. And against Buffalo, Pittsburgh, it looks good. You look at Merlin, Purdue, and Iowa, you know, you got those teams that you have to watch out for. They're trying to prove that they're here, too. And this is always big. And this is the type where this era in Penn State football has to operate. Like I said, this year I don't expect them to win no championship or even be in a championship. But I expect them to be in the college football playoff and to be in one of the top three bowls of this year. And next year I expect them to win it all. I just think Clifford would take them all the way to that point. I mean, it's just too deep. They'll be experienced for one year, and that's it. Um, they just have a lot of good players, and you just want to see them play. You just can't wait to see what stats are at the end of the season. Which I think they'll win. They'll lose only two games this year. I mean, who do I think they'll lose to? They could lose to I don't a team like Penn State. Looking at them, do I think they'll beat Ohio State? I think they could lose Ohio State again. I really do think it can happen. I, I think they could lose to a Michigan State. I think they could lose to Iowa. I mean, they have to lose a couple of games. I just feel like. They'll get to that point where they have their inexperience and it catches up with them. I just don't think there's any one team that's better than them. I just can't say Ohio State's better. I look at their schedule. It's not a team that's just better than them on paper. You know, but you can't go on paper. You got to go on experience and, and what the coaching staff has done the last couple of years. You got to go on. You know, Justin Fields is a big-time quarterback. He can beat Penn State. It can happen like that, you know. Um, with the, with the guys that Ohio State has with Chase Young, they they can beat Penn State. It's still there. It's not inevitable that Penn State can beat them yet. Without that experience next year, I think Ohio State won't stand a chance because experience and that talent and that coaching staff. I'm sorry, if you bring this team back next year, Ohio State and this this team in Penn State gets experience. Both teams get experience, and next year they're gonna play. And they're gonna do that next year. They're going to do that next year. Next year, they're both going to play each other. And I think it's over with. I don't care who's there, Chase Young, NFL, whatever. But if you bring the same team back and let them get some juice on them, oh, it's over. This is too good of a team.
They need more experience, more juice. Ohio State has more returning guys that have all had their juice before. They've came in, they've won, they've done that. So now you're bringing these new guns. And I just think that on paper, Penn State's better than Ohio State. They just did a great job of recruiting. And they got a better coaching staff that can coach these guys. I just think so, no doubt. Look at the NFL combine and what these dudes do going to the NFL and the type of guys that get groomed into good players and play from Penn State. What these top players do. I just think they're just a better coaching staff. Now, you ask about a, a national championship. It took James Franklin a long time to get to this point right here to where he's better than Ohio State. It took him a long time to get here. You can't talk about no other years because James Franklin didn't have the talent he has right now and he'll have going forward. I just feel like they're, they're one of the top five best teams in the nation and this is a rightful ranking and this is going to be really exciting to see in Penn State's at this point opening up the season and it's going to be big. Now, recruiting. Devin Willock, a three-star 2020 uh, offensive guard, 6'7", uh, 360. I just think they needed it. They, they, I like the fact that they're focusing on this class. It's all about depth. They're not even going into the top, top guys like that. And they offer some top guys. They're not even committed yet. I mean, top 10, top 20, top 30. They're not even, they're going after guys that can groom. They don't have to worry about playing time because some guys got playing time. Some of these guys coming in don't have to worry about playing time. You're a three star. You ain't worry about no playing time over no four or five stars or how you tie the guys. You get the groom guys and they're looking at strictly talent. I think guys like Nick Dawkins and Look at Bryce Bustella, you look at Amin Vanover, you look at Brandon Taylor, you bring Willock in, you got Kazia Holmes, you got Kevon Lee, and then you got guys who will sit back and see other guys grow, and then they'll come and they'll be ready. Then there's other classes that Penn State will go get some top guys. I just think Penn State has a real good rotation. They made these last couple of recruiting classes to get their elite players, and you go get these other players. Brandon Smith had a good game. I mean, he's going to be a havoc all year long. I mean, all year long, Luketa and Smith, Dixon, when they come in. I mean, this is a real good team. Theo Johnson has visits coming up. October 18th to the 20th, Theo Johnson, a long time, the top target, the remaining top target, highest target for Penn State, uh, tight end, another guy that's a beast. You put him in there, you bring him in there with Tyler Warren, who's also another guy who I see playing tight end. He can play some quarterback. It's a very good athlete. You bring two guys like that in with guys that's already there with Free and Koontz, and you still put the strange. You put the rotation of line of tight end in there with them, and that's a pretty good recruiting you're doing. So I think because tight end is so important to their offense, they're going to recruit a good one, period. They have to have a good star tight end, a good guy that can become a star tight end on their team. So I think Theo Johnson is big, and, and you need to recognize that he could be a guy that could uh, definitely recruit. Elijah Gaines is another guy, athlete. Let's see what he does. Is he going to try to commit? Darnell Washington put – that's interesting. I don't think they get him, but he put him in the top five. But I don't think they get him. Not at all. I just don't think – I mean, I don't think they wouldn't welcome 
But man, it's a heck of a, I mean, the time he would have to get, it's crazy. But it is, it is something to look at, you know, it's something to look at. The big thing with Penn State, they allow only four rushing yards. This is crazy. 11 tackles for a loss. They put in seven sacks. Like I said, Shaq Tony, Philadelphia Tony, two Philadelphia standouts I want to talk about. Shaq Tony getting on sack and John Reed a sack, an interception. I mean, John Reed is back. He was one of the, listen, and, and the recruit pass he came out of, he was like their top guy, top prospect. This is for him to be a standout out of all the cornerbacks on there, with the exception of a Lamont Wade, you know, he's a guy that highly touted in just about, if you're looking at it, any cornerback on there, any defensive back. I don't see, besides Lamont Wade, John Reed and Lamont Wade is the highest, you know, next would probably be Castro's. A lot of guys, Castro's another guy that was big, highly touted, but John Reed and Lamont Wade are the big time guys there. It's time to see what these guys can do. You put Michael Parsons and you got guys like Brandon Smith and Ellis, Ellis Brooks that are right there. Lance Dixon right there. P.J. Mustafa. Um, Jason Owe had a sack. Um, Matos, right? You look at him. But we're talking about guys that these are the guys I'm naming. They, have, they, are, they were highly looked at, big time. When that guys like Damian Barber, who I have a lot, a lot of high expectations for, I think he's going to turn into a beast out there. Damian Barber. Just watch out for a lot of these guys end up being real good this year. Fred Hansen's another guy. I've always been a big fan of him. He's a guy to look at this year. You really didn't hear. Adiza Isaac had a good showing this year coming out. I mean, he's a beast himself. A guy nobody wants to even, you don't even think about it. You know, um, Nick Tarbaton. Um, look at Judge Culpepper. So many guys that are ready to play. So I'm really liking this team and seeing where they're going is a big thing. Um, Kaziah Holmes and Kavon Lee, goodness gracious. To put these two guys in this running back room, I just want to talk about this something big. Keandre Lambert, is he going to be a guy that comes through? That's a big one. Will he be? It's a 50-50 chance. Some, I'm hearing some people, the way I'm looking, it's between 50-50 and 60-40. Uh, 60 going toward Virginia Tech, but their 40% is, I mean, we'll see what happens. Will Penn State win? Will they win? All right, so listen, man, I'm here uh, talking Penn State football. Um, we're going to come in more basketball coming up later on this week, the next Penn State radio. I just want to talk about football. It started. It was big. Shout out to everybody that um, Penn State fans out there, the whole We Are Nation is going down. Penn State Radio is back on the football, big-time football, big-time football. Listen, Jalen Hurts is his thing. This is Penn State Radio, but Sean Clifford is a beast. And Clifford against Justin Fields is going to be something big. I'm out. Follow the podcast, Penn State Radio. We are.